Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Give me a break. That's what we're going to do, Michael. We're going to be like accountants now in baseball. Uh, was it the Pythagorean theorem? The Pythagorean theorem says that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one in one. That's the Pythagorean theorem said that the Giants offensive line, that their record should be two and all. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. What is better than this? It's guys being dudes. If you're on the Draft Dudes podcast today, it's Saturday, special Saturday episode, March 10th of the Draft Dudes podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs, founder and director of NDT Scouting, NFL and NFL Draft Analyst for FanRack Sports. And your boy's flying solo again. Joe Marino has hung me high and dry, but that is okay. Because I've got a great conversation nugget for each and every one of you listening to today's show. We are going to talk about, I'm far enough along in my draft assessments, that I feel comfortable discussing who the top two players are at each and every position on my personal 2018 NFL draft board. We're going to go quarterback. Running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive tackle, offensive guard, center, edge defenders, interior defensive line, off-ball linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties. There won't be many surprises, but these are official rankings. Uh, I will be having a big board come out soon before long over at NDTScouting.com. Uh, going to put out my top 100 following in the footsteps of our Jonah Tolls and Ben Solak, who after the NFL Combine last week put out those top 100s for themselves. Here's a little teaser. Uh, if I'm looking at my big board right now, I've got two players that are in that elite blue chip tier. They are not a surprise to anyone, Saquon Barkley and Quinn Nelson. We will get to them as we work our way through our position groups. 
But we're going to start with quarterbacks. Everybody loves a little quarterback talk. So top two quarterbacks on my draft position rankings for 2018 are Oklahoma's Baker Mayfield and UCLA passer Josh Rosen. Both of these two passers carry first-round grades in my assessments. Uh, I have not had a whole lot of first-round grades uh, in my assessments of quarterbacks going back to 2014 when I started my work with NDT Scouting. The reason being a first-round grade is something that should be hard to get. It's you check all the boxes, or almost all the boxes. So if I look back historically at my first-round grade since 2014, uh, 2014 was Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Carr. 2015 was Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, and Brett Hundley. Oops, on Brett Hundley. Uh, it looks like he may be on the move as the Packers have made a trade for Deshaun Kaiser. So we'll, that's something we'll have to monitor as well. Um, Hundley didn't look good, but he didn't look bad during uh, this stretch that he had to, to start with the Packers at the end of the year. So it'll be interesting to see if a team's willing to uh, invest in him and give him a chance to win a starting quarterback job. 2016, my top two passers were Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, both in the top 15 on my draft board, but neither actually carried a first-round grade. Uh, they, they had uh, more holes in their resume that prevented them from scoring a value that would have indicated if I were a team selecting. Uh, obviously, quarterback's a little bit of a different animal, and that's why you saw those guys go 1-2. Uh, the value would ideally be there if you were to get them a little later in the draft. And then last year, my first-round grades were Deshaun Watson and Mitch Trubisky. So by and large, I would like to think quarterback is an area that I have a, a pretty pretty strong track record with. Obviously, didn't hit on Dak Prescott, and uh, but I didn't take the cheese on Paxton Lynch. I didn't take the cheese on Blake Bortles. Uh, these big-arm passers, the guys like Josh, Josh Allen that you see this year, guys that traditionally I haven't gone with with first-round upside, even though their physical tools are notable. Mayfield and Rosen, for me, are the top two passers. Both of these guys, I think if you need a starting quarterback, if you need someone that you think can start right away, uh, I think this is a good way to go. I think both of these guys can accomplish that for you. Uh, Mayfield is a little bit more spread for me. I think Rosen's a little bit more universal. But Mayfield's just got those intangibles, and I think that that clutch gene can't be understated or undersold who's qb3 i don't know you guys are gonna have to go to ndt scouting when the big board comes out and find out as we move on to running backs uh this is a little bit of a surprise i was surprised i knew rb2 would be uh hotly contested between a couple guys there's a couple guys that i like saquon barkley is one top player in this year's draft on my rankings also the top player score i've ever given out since beginning to cover the NFL draft. RB2 is Nick Chubb. Uh, the icing on the cake for me was seeing Nick Chubb test so explosive at the NFL Combine. Obviously, medicals here are a big question. Medicals are going to be the determinant in exactly where Chubb's standing is on team boards. But you don't test this explosive and not at least have... A good amount of recovery. Now, the, the longevity is obviously the, the primary concern at this point in time. But Chubb showing that at 227, he has that explosiveness back, explosive lower body. Uh, he's got a nice long speed at 452. You know, that's I was hoping for 45 for Chubb, and he hit 452. 
Uh, 10-yard split wasn't great, but that's not necessarily a huge surprise either. You know this is a guy that's that's going to need a little bit of space to work. He can make some lateral cuts pressing up in the line of scrimmage, and he's good balance, and he's always really square at the line of scrimmage so that well, he can make that lateral cut, absorb contact, continue his momentum up the field, and then accelerate and then get out in the open field. I think that's where you see Nick Chubb uh, do well. Obviously, I kind of let the cat out of the bag here. Darius Geis is RB3. But beyond that, I don't know. You guys are just going to have to tune in NDT Scouting to find out. I'm going to keep plugging this. I'll try not to do it every single position because I know I'll be bludgeoning you guys over the head with it. Um, wide receiver group. Really interesting pack. I came into the combine with six guys that I said, you know, if the rest of these guys test terrible and this guy tests good, this guy could make a case for uh, wide receiver one. We had one guy come in, test lights out. We had another guy come in and test lights out that just missed in the top three. And then my wide receiver two, which is Anthony Miller, did not have the opportunity to test. He elected not to. He's still recovering from an injury. The foot scares a lot of people from what I understand. But he is wide receiver two for me. I think his polish, I think his ability to separate, I think he can play inside, outside. All of those things are traits that make him a very attractive player. I think he's scheme diverse. I think you can use him vertically. I think he's got enough juice that you can get him vertically and have him separate. If you put him in slide, he's going to tear guys up all day. I think that's the appeal with Anthony Miller, knowing that uh, you're getting a guy that can move around offensive sets and, and not be somebody that defensive coordinators can key on. Who is wide receiver one? It's Cortland Sutton, SMU. Uh, Cortland Sutton has terrific size. He's got good contested catchability. He moves much more gracefully than what you would expect a player of this stature to move at. Uh, Sutton still has some route running stuff that he's got to clean up, but I like his ceiling a lot. I think he's physically dominant at the catch point. I think he can run in all three levels. I think he can separate down the field. Uh, as he continues to learn how to use his size and length to his advantage more, uh, separation is not something that is you know, a, a specifically a, a great trait for him right now. But you see all the traits. You see the explosiveness. You see the change of direction. Bill. You see the physicality when he tries to block people. Uh, to know that there's some upward mobility there for him in his game. I would also say this about wide receivers. I do not have a wide receiver that scored with a first-round value. Uh, so uh, if you're familiar with my scoring scale, it runs on a nine-point scale. There are no wide receivers this year that scored above an eight, which is the threshold for first-round value. Uh, I had two quarterbacks and two running backs score with first-round values. Uh, Mayfield, Rosen, Barkley, Chubb. No wide receivers. And there are also no tight ends. Zero tight ends that came away with a first-round value on my board this year as well. This was a very closely contested group as well. A lot of fun names in this group. If I'm reading through Conklin, Brenneman, Jalen Samuels, don't tell him he's a running back. You're going to waste him there. I want him catching the football. Gusecki, Hurst, Goddard. Andrews, Fumagalli even, Ian Thomas I know a lot of people uh, really, really like. For me, the top two 
are Dallas Goddard and Mark Andrews. Uh, Goddard did not test. He's got a gimpy hamstring that uh, we were unfortunate enough to see at the Senior Bowl, ran his second route, and just put somebody in the blender. And um, he pulled up lame at the end of that route, and his day was done. His week was done, and his pre-draft testing was done in a span of two reps at the Senior Bowl, which is a buzzkill. But Dallas, I mean, I've had the running comp for him of Travis Kelsey going all the way back to last July. I think it's a great encapsulation of what he can be. Uh, Athletically speaking, he's a mismatched player. He's got terrific receiving skills, great ball skills, terrific hands. Um, He talked a lot about the Senior Bowl, how his best work he felt was the option route and being able to read a defender in coverage and um, kind of take what he's that defender's giving him as far as how he runs his routes. And that's something worthwhile because there's there's value there, and, and that's it's NFL thinking and mentality to, to be able to read on the fly and understand, okay, this is what they're giving me, so this is where I'm going to run my route and have success with that. Mark Andrews, um I think, I think my hope for Andrews was probably a little higher than where it ended up. I was hoping he could be a little higher up on the board. Uh, he's got a strong second-round value for me, but uh, he's I think he's on the outside end of the top 50. Um, yeah, he's just on the outside. Right now he's sitting at 52 on my draft board. I still have about 20 player assessments to do. I don't foresee anybody bumping up into that area but then again I also just did Will Richardson the offensive tackle from NC State and he's in my top 40 so you you never know what guy uh, a name that you know but you don't know real well is going to creep up in here as you get down the final stretch to 300 but Mark Andrews um I I love the way he can make the first guy miss I love his reliable receiving skill set I think he uses his physicality really well to separate and bump guys off his hip. He's got good ball skills. He's got, you know, a sprinkling of drops that are a little frustrating from time to time, but every time he drops the ball, he comes back and he catches the next five. So I'm not too worried about the drops with Andrews. Um, I just I don't know what the value is for a guy who's not a great athlete but can't put his hand on the ground. You know, he did not play with his hand on the ground in Oklahoma. So those are some of the reservations with Andrews. And he did finish as tight end two in this group. So before he tells me I don't like Mark Andrews, they're lying to you. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Offensive tackles. Call me crazy, but I still have Connor Williams at offensive tackle. And not only do I have Connor Williams at offensive tackle, he's my top offensive tackle. Uh, Connor Williams, for me, is scoring as one of the 10 best players in this draft. Uh, I know that there's been a big shift uh, in, in Williams's valuation by a lot of people that I respect, and I'm just going to agree to disagree. Uh, I think Williams has plenty going for him to play on the outside. 33 inches is ample length to play on the outside. I don't have a problem with it. 
offensive tackle two for me, this was where it got interesting. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, and I talked a little bit about this, uh, the spot I did the NFL Combine for uh, the New York Giants and their, their media group, how it's funny how the draft cycle, eventually you give enough time, it's going to come full circle. Like, do you remember about this time last year, people were crazy about Derwin James, people were crazy about Mike McGlinchey, and then you fast forward to like August, and people were really lukewarm on Mike McGlinchey, and people were really warm on Derwin James. Well, another six months later, uh, Mike McGlinchey, I know for a fact, is the top offensive tackle on a handful of NFL team sports. You know, that information was passed along to me at the NFL Combine, and uh, I have no reason to doubt the individual who shared that information with me. So uh, McGlinchey, for me, I think he really gets dogged as far as uh, his ability to handle speed as an offensive lineman. Uh, I, I felt like a lot of his lapses in pass protection were miscommunications. Uh, either he was asleep at the wheel or somebody else was like, I've seen him go toe-to-toe with really good pass rushers and win a lot of reps. So McGlinchey, for me, I think it's it's more of a mental, you know, he's got to stay on top of himself and not let himself fall asleep at the wheel. Uh, but he's got the needed length. He fits the athletic profile. He's fine. He's going to be a really good offensive tackle in the NFL. He's going to be a starter. Uh, and for me, a really good starting offensive tackle in the NFL, uh, you put that in the first round. That's exactly where he scored. As we look at offensive guards, I think this is very clearly a two-horse race between Quentin Nelson, uh, who's my number two overall player on my, my 2018 NFL draft board, and Isaiah Wynn from Georgia. Wynn has some, I think, added positional versatility as compared to Nelson, but... Uh, that's really about the only box that he checks that Quentin doesn't. Quentin's just a terrific football player all the all around. Uh, Isaiah Wynn, I think, is a plug and play starter, provided that his shoulder is 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 right and uh, he's he's able to step in physically and uh, handle the rigors of, of NFL training camp and, and playing an NFL schedule. But uh, both of these guys really strong at the point of attack, uh, really effective after first contact, framing their blocks. Uh, move well in lateral situations and, and are effective resetting the line of scrimmage. So they both are scheme-diverse guys. I think both Nelson and Wynn are viable cons- to be considered within the first 20 selections. You know, I, I would not be surprised at all if both of these guys are off the board just because there's, there is a little bit of a dearth of talent behind them. you got a couple of scheme-specific guys, uh, Braden Smith, Wyatt Teller, Austin Corbett, Will Hernandez. They're, they're not guys that are going to be plug-and-play in any system, though, and I think that's what makes Quentin Nelson Isaiah win the clear top two. If I look at center position, Billy Price for me is the top guy. Uh, he's more power than he is you know, grace, and uh, his, his functional strength is terrific. and uh, he, he overextend himself a little bit sometimes from time to time, but... By and large, I think Billy Price can be a plug-and-play starter, provided that this partial pec tear that he suffered at the NFL Combine is not a long-term issue. And Frank Ragnow is a forgotten guy because the guy got hurt, didn't get a chance to participate in the Senior Bowl, did not get a chance to do athletic testing. Well, I'm here to tell you, Frank Ragnow, uh, big, mean dude, really like what he can provide on the inside for your team. 
Smash Mouth football player. Um, I don't know if Ragnow has the same positional flexibility as Billy Price, but Ragnow, if you're a gap power offense, uh, is definitely a guy that I would be targeting and, and looking to throw in my offensive line as a starter from day one. Uh, really underrated guy at this point in the process just because he's been out of sight, out of mind. As we switch over to the defensive side of the football, there's no real surprises. Bradley Chubb and Harold Landry are your top two pass rushers. Both of these guys do carry first-round grades. Um, by the way, neither Billy Price or Frank Ragnow carried a first-round grade, but both Quentin Nelson and Isaiah Wynn carried a first-round value. So uh, Chubb and Landry, both first-round guys for me. They're in my top 20 on my overall big board. Chubb, not the most fluid and bendy, but he's got plenty of both. And when you pair it with his power and how well advanced his hands are, uh, he's one of the top five players in this draft class. So Chubb, for me, doesn't really matter where you're picking unless you're the Browns at one and you need a quarterback. Um, Tyrod's a bridge. Relax. Don't come at me too hard. Um, Bradley Chubb would be a great fit for any team, really, at any juncture. Uh, Harold Landry, a little bit more of that um, finesse. I don't want to say finesse. You know, he came in at 250, and uh, he tested really well for his size. And uh, I think Harold Landry could play three for outside linebacker. I think he could put his hand in the ground. But it doesn't matter. Uh, as long as you're playing him forward, you give him the opportunity to play forward, get penetration, turn the corner on offensive tackles. You're going to have a lot of success with Harold Landry. This is something that we've talked about. This is a player you need to throw the tape out on from last year because it's not indicative of where he's at as a player. A guy that's all about bend that can't bend because he's hurt, uh, yeah, that's going to be a problem. If I look at interior defensive linemen, none of these guys carry first-round values. That's a lie. That's a lie. I just lied to you guys on my own show. I feel shame to myself. Maurice Hurst. Bit of a wild card here. Uh, would not have been coming into the combine, but he had an, a heart issue of some kind. And, you know, we don't want to speculate too hard because we don't really know what it is. But he did not participate at the combine because of a heart abnormality that was found during his physical. Right now, knowing what we know and knowing what I don't know, which is more important, I'm not going to dock Hurst. For a health issue, I know nothing about. So he does carry a first-round value. He is my top interior defensive lineman. Really quick penetration guy. Uh, he, he is super twitchy off the ball, very disruptive. You put him in a three technique, he's quite frequently going to beat interior offensive linemen across their face, get into the back, the backfield. ID2 is interesting. It's a really hotly contested group. There's five guys here that were in consideration for this group. In alphabetical order, they were Andrew Brown, Taven Bryan, Deron Payne, Nathan Shepard, and Vita Villa. Nathan Shepard from Fort Hayes State is currently, by, by one one-thousandth of a point, got the edge to be IDL2 in my position rankings this year. Early second round value. Um, all of these guys I just mentioned are between 20 and 35 on the draft board. Um, Shepard, uh, 
sitting atop that group really surprised me. But he's another one of these small school kids that it serves as another reminder. If you come from a small school, you have to do several things. You have to meet NFL baselines for size. You have to be dominating in your production. You have to be a plus NFL athlete. And you have to dominate on film. Shepard checked all the boxes. You look at the other guys. Uh, Tave and Brian, production and experience was not there. Uh, Andrew Brown, the production was not there. The film was irregular. Deron Payne only was able to turn it on late in his career over the final two games. Uh, Vita Villa uh, was the one that I would have guessed would have landed this spot. Uh, but he did not manage to beat out Nathan Shepard, who checked all the boxes uh, to a greater degree than, than what I had expected to see from Vita Villa. So Maurice Hurst and Nathan Shepard, top two interior defensive linemen, on my 2018 NFL draft board. No surprises as we shift to linebackers here and come around the home stretch. Uh, Tremaine Emmons is, is linebacker one. Roquan Smith is linebacker two for me. Uh, I mean, what hasn't been said about these two guys already? Uh, Tremaine is a unicorn athlete uh, for what his size is and what he can do on the field. Roquan, extremely cerebral. Uh, both of these guys do carry first-round values for me as well. So good showing from the linebacker group. Uh, obviously, Roquan was really only able to do the 40, did 4-5-1. Uh, great time for him, by the way. I was expecting about 4-6, so he came in uh, quicker than what I thought he would. Uh, Tremaine had a good day testing as well. So both of those guys did what they needed to do with the combine, checked the boxes that I wanted to see checked. Cornerback, we have a tie. We have a tie for t uh, cornerback one. Denzel Ward and Jair Alexander, top two corners on my board. Uh, kind of similar build. Jair's a lot thicker. I think he came in at the combine like 13, 14 pounds heavier. And to no surprise, if you listen to draft dudes, I told you this was going to happen. He would run a comparable 40 times to Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward at 183, blazed 432. Jair Alexander at 196, ran sub 44 at 438. Great times for both of these guys. Um, I, I have less apprehension about Jair physically holding up on the boundary than I do Denzel Ward. But both of these guys are plus ball skills. Both of these guys are super quick-footed. Both of these guys are not afraid to charge you in front of your face and challenge you as a tackler. So they, they check all the boxes that you want to see. It's just a question of, for Denzel, you know, where where is your playing weight, and can that be sustainable? So... Um, Denzel's film was higher scored for me than Jair's, uh, taking, especially taking into consideration Jair didn't have a great year this, this past year, but I did weigh heavily on his 2016 film uh, in his assessment. Both of these guys, really good corner prospects for the 2018 NFL draft. And then the safeties, no surprises here. Mika Fitzpatrick is safety one. He's one of the top eight players on my NFL draft board overall. Uh, Derwin James, Safety two, both of these guys carrying first-round values for me. Uh, both a little bit of a hybrid. You know, you can do some things with both of these guys and move them around and you know, play them in the box and play them on the back end. and You can get some man-to-man -man reps out of both of them. So uh, that's what you need for first-round safeties is guys that can do a little bit of everything and, and be three-down players and not be somebody uh, 
that defensive coordinators can key on for personnel. they got to count for you at the line of scrimmage on every single play. That's what you get from Micah Fitzpatrick and Derwin James. Hope you guys enjoyed the chance to kind of navigate through the top end of my positional rankings. Uh, I know this is always an exciting time for me. You run the numbers. You know, you, I've been working on these guys since last May. So you get the combine. You get all the data you need. You run the numbers. You get some final scores. Uh, I don't have a finalized top 300 yet, but, and, but like I said, I, I anticipate I have a final top 100 big board. I can't see any of the, t- the 20 guys that I have yet to watch pushing up into that group. You can keep an eye out for that top 100 big board in the very near future over at netscouting.com. Make sure you also swing over to FanRag Sports, see what we've got cooking over there. we got a lot of good stuff. I'm Kyle Krabs, signing off solo today on the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch up with you at the beginning of next week. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.